You can uh, click at victory.radio, the donut, donut now. Day, <laughs> it's it's National Donut Day. Harvest. Come on. <laughs> I've done that twice today. Donate now button. Let me encourage you to eat donuts today because it's Pentecost. We do not have a actually. donut button on the website. It is a donate button. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. That is the problem right there. <laughs> victory.radio, or you can call 770-781-9150. And uh, we did just have from Sean. Sugar Hill, Lisa, give fifty dollars. Donuts, sugar. so you know uh, that's where my mind in, was going. In the spirit of Pentecost, right there. <laughs> Speaking of Pentecost, <laughs> if you've been along this ride with us and learning, you know we, we've got all this information now. We're all, all excited. How do we celebrate Pentecost? If I would lived in Sugar Hill, I would have a donut shop that would only make <laughs> that sense would celebrate to me. Pentecost by going to the Sugar Hill <laughs> Donut Every, Shop. Well, it literally is. But donuts are a great example of a food you should eat at Pentecost because <laughs> it's the wheat harvest. And uh, I'm gonna tell Kelly that she'll right. love that explanation. You can have a whole grain donut for it. Yeah. Uh, no, no. no. This okay. not a whole grain Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, um, you know, Pentecost is rarely on the right day because of the right. the Pharisee, the way they do it. And also in our Gregorian calendars, they uh, they they go from Easter, 50 days from Easter. So mm-hmm. unless that's actually the first fruits after Passover, it can be like a whole month off. So yeah. But this is actually... This year lined up. It, it actually is Pentecost Sunday. So go figure. So we're going to talk about how do you celebrate Pentecost? How in the world? What do I do to celebrate Pentecost? So here's the scripture. Three times a year, this is Deuteronomy 16. Three times a year, all your men must appear before Jehovah, your God, at the place you'll choose, and meaning these different festivals, Unleavened Bread, which is Passover, Festival of Weeks, Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles in the fall. So spring, summer, fall. No one should appear before Jehovah empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way... The Lord your God has blessed you. Think back to the days when the New Testament, a couple of folks came in and sold a plot of land and they were only given part of it. And uh, if you ever wonder why did the Holy Spirit react so and they're dead, Mm. uh, it was just simply because, you know, there is a certain protocol that they knew to do and how had God blessed them. And, you know, they could give it anything they wanted to, but they said, this is how God has blessed us, which was a lie. And this kind of goes back to this 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 idea with God is, it's, I want you to give an offering according to the way I blessed you. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's about the fullness of our hearts. It says, count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain, then celebrate. What's the word? Celebrate. Mm. Joy is the first rule of uh, Pentecost. Celebrate the festival of weeks to Jehovah your God by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings Jehovah your God has given you. Now notice the word free will. Again, it's it's not bondage, just don't get, go get ten percent, give it to me. It's a free will offering. This is God's day to celebrate him, how he's blessed you. So in Israel, the first fruits applied only to the seven species of the land of Israel. So this is what you had to take that percentage from. Barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, dates, and wheat, or donuts, if, you, if you're Quincy. <laughs> Pentecost is the beginning of the donut harvest. No, beginning of the fruit harvest as well. So it's yes. wheat and fruit. You can put fruit and donuts. Yes, there you go. Oh, it's National Donut Day. Rachel would do that. She yes, would have she some would. kind of fruit in there. <laughs> um, so today, Pentecost, which will be on Sunday, of course, today we give financial offerings because, you know, you could 
take barley and grapes, but they wouldn't appreciate it as much. So we turn that into cash because we're a cash society. What I want you to see here is this. God is asking you to give, not randomly, but very specifically, he wants you to give your first fruit. They couldn't eat any of the harvest until they gave it. See, the barley harvest at Passover was a picture of our salvation. Jesus was the firstborn son. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. It's our destiny to be like Jesus, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. He gave everything. So if you're being conformed, that's, that's, that's what you should start to look like. You see, So the first thing of Pentecost, how you celebrate Pentecost, is giving. When we give our first fruits back at Passover, we're remembering the resurrection of Jesus and every saint that walked out of Hades and the grave that day. It's our day, you know? We're thankful, not for our blessings, we're thankful for Jesus overcoming death. It's first fruits. God chose Israel to be his chosen people so he could become flesh through them and die for all the people. That's why he chose them. There was a destiny, right? Right. It was on the way, his pilgrimage. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You're members of God's family. What did Jesus do on the cross and the resurrection? Wow, come on. Now we get to Pentecost. The weed harvest at Pentecost was a picture of the giving of the word of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to name a few. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. That is a heck of a deal right there. Yes. So when we give our first fruits of Pentecost, we remember receiving the Holy Spirit, who is continually empowering us, or in our faith, we're still asking for him to fill us and empower us. So if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's okay. Pentecost is a great day to receive. But if you already have, it's a great day to be refilled. Again, we're not thankful for our blessings here. We're thankful for the gift of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All right, so number one, financials. Number two, don't approach God unprepared. Take three days to prepare. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow, have them wash their clothes, be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord, Jehovah, will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So... The Israelites had three days to prepare to receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. They told to wash their clothes and to stay ritually pure. So I know I haven't given you more than like a day, but this is your day to prepare. <laughs> the Pentecost begins tomorrow at twilight. So how did they do it? So number one, they gave. Number two, you prepared. Be prepared. Number three, all night study. Pentecost is a time to intentionally prepare yourself to receive more of the Holy Spirit. So customarily... A study and discussion of the Torah would start at dusk, carry on throughout the watches of the night as a remembrance of those three days of preparation so they could receive God's word at Mount Sinai. They would study a portion of all five books in the Torah. So it's an all-night thing on Saturday night. If you want to really get in the spirit of Pentecost, have you ever wondered to yourself, what were they all doing gathered together in that upper room when the Holy Spirit fell on them? Well, they'd been up all night. See, they'd been studying. They'd been reading through the Torah. And portions of each one. And obviously, um, Peter read Joel, because we know he got a sermon ready. Um, Pentecost foods. As I said, Passover has a Seder with a lamb, wine, and unleavened bread. At Pentecost, mm -hmm. you eat dairy-based foods and wheat. Here's why. He brought us to this place, gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Deuteronomy 26. 
because both the law and the promised land that God was giving them was compared to nourishment and sweetness. Mm. See, I'm, I'm boring for this. It became one of the customs of Shavuot to serve foods that included milk and honey during the feast. So it's common, kind of common, for cheese plates. You mentioned cheesecakes. Yes, That's your I Jewish did. There, and quiche to be served at Shavuot festivals. It's the wheat harvest, so breads and pastas and pizzas are good. I mean, is there a better festival than this? I know, Come and on. we're teaching on National Donut Day. I mean, you know, I mean, goodness gracious. Sheesh. So, that's for the three or five. I don't know, I count what number that is, but <laughs> last of all, the thing you do at Pentecost, after you stay up all night and read everything else, you definitely read the book of Ruth. She was a Gentile harvested into Israel. That's how they look at that, all right? Ruth chapter one. Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. Oh, to have the heart of Ruth. The Torah reading for the Sabbath immediately preceding Shavuot is called uh, Bamidbar in the wilderness. It's believed that the Torah was given in the wilderness to demonstrate that it was not the property of a tribe, but rather was available to anyone mm. who chose to claim it as theirs. That's good. Yeah. Ruth is often considered to be the pioneer of all who choose or convert to follow the living God. Whew. Wow. Just as Jews accepted the Torah at Mount Sinai, they believe these verses are her conversion statements. Wow. <laughs> Powerful. And since J Ruth was the ancestor of King David, and therefore Yeshua, Jesus, <laughs> her husband Boaz owned the ancestral land of the family in Bethlehem Ephrathah, where Jesus was born. Mm. To put it all together here, <laughs> sown into the land so that Jesus could be born through her. And according to the Talmud, David was born and died on Pentecost. We can look at David's life as an example of our life journey, which, of course, includes Ruth, because she's part of the family. We follow him from boyhood to death, from sheep field to the throne, from worship to sin to repentance. A tradition is to share what we have, in keeping with the commands to feed the stranger, the orphan, the widow, the poor, unfortunate people, as Boaz did for Ruth. She, He claimed her and uh, redeemed her and uh, her... The land that had belonged in his family became her land and her people. And so, as you can just see, you know, do you, is it to be like Ruth or to be like David? If you look at David, what was he like as he was dying? He had saved up so much so that uh, the tabernacle could be built. Yeah. So a temple could be built for God. And, and we want to have that heart. So mm. that's the nature of how do you celebrate how do we celebrate Pentecost? I mean, what do you do to, for this weekend? Those are those things. 